Welcome to the Traveler's Guide to Life podcast, brought to you by Hospice of St. Lawrence Valley, located in Potsdam, New York. This is Episode 1, Welcome to Holland. Welcome to Holland is an essay that was written in 1987 by Emily Pearl Kingsley. It was about her attempt to describe the experience of raising a child with disability. And over time, the essay has been embraced as a great metaphor of how to accept the twists and turns and changes that come through our life and how difficult it can be to get to that place. I'm going to share the essay with you, and then Mary and I are going to explore ideas about acceptance and how that works into the ideas of hospice and how to live a fulfilling life. So Welcome to Holland by Emily Pearl Kingsley. When you're going to have a baby, it's like planning a fabulous vacation to Italy. You buy a bunch of guidebooks and make your wonderful plans. The Colosseum, the Michelangelo David, the gondolas in Venice. You may learn some handy phrases in Italian. It's all very exciting. After months of eager anticipation, the day finally arrives. You pack your bags and off you go. Several hours later, the plane lands. The stewardess comes in and says, Welcome to Holland. Holland, you say. What do you mean, Holland? I signed up for Italy. I'm supposed to be in Italy. All my life, I've dreamed of going to Italy. But there's been a change in the flight plan. They had landed in Holland, and there you must stay. The important thing is that they haven't taken you to a horrible, disgusting, filthy place full of pestilence, famine, and disease. It's just a different place. So you must go out and buy new guidebooks. And you must learn a whole new language. And you will meet a whole new group of people you will have never met before. It's just a different place. It's slower paced than Italy, less flashy than Italy. But after you've been there for a while and you catch your breath, you look around. And you begin to notice that Holland has windmills. And Holland has tulips. Holland even has Rembrandts. But everyone you know is busy and coming and going from Italy. And they're all bragging about what a wonderful time they had there. And for the rest of your life, you will say, yes, that's where I was supposed to go. That's what I had planned. And the pain of that will never, ever, ever go away. Because the loss of that dream is a very, very significant loss. But if you spend your life mourning the fact that you didn't get to Italy, you may never be free to enjoy the very special, the very lovely things about Holland. I love this. I I think it's such a great way to start out episode one because it is what the traveler's guide. We're constantly changing lanes and sometimes we get on an off off ramp that we did not anticipate at all. And it's in a place that we didn't ever bank on um, going to. And I think that that's really something that we always have to consider that life is just not this straight line. No. And I think it's so easy to say, I got the whole thing planned out. I'm going to do this and I'm going to make this thing and I'm going to, you know, go to this place and this job and things just happen that 
are beyond our control. And I think it's hard for us to accept the fact that there are things outside our control. But the quicker you get to that place and you embrace that you're in Holland or you're in some place you didn't plan, the easier it becomes. But from getting from the change in plans and the detours to that new place can be very difficult sometimes. It's very difficult. And I talk to my students all the time about that. Whatever you think you're going to do after college, and I know you all have great plans, it's not going to be what you think you're going to do. Mm -hmm. um, and I always tell them, if anybody told me I was going to be teaching death and dying and working at a hospice, I would have said they were crazy. Right. Uh, so it's really about um, being open, mm -hmm. I think, to all of life experiences. And I really like that she said that it's never, never, ever going to be okay um, that that experience happened. And I think that's something that we all have to look at. Um, it's never going to be okay that these events happen. But how do you get to that point of accepting and saying this part of my um, life fabric? Um, it's part of my triptych um, mm -hmm. that I got from AAA that I didn't see mm -hmm. on the tick. Um, but now I have to accept that. Right. And I think that for some of us, that may, may be easier than others um, for and some of us really seriously, it's going to take us the rest of our lives to accept that. Well, I think, and some people get stuck. You know, they, they slam the car door and they stamp their feet in the big puddle next to the car and you, you pound your fist and you can shake your fist and say, I was supposed to go here. And you can be angry about it and you can, you know, you blame it on the bad directions or whatever. But to be honest, there's only three choices we ever have at any point in life. We can enjoy it. We can change it or we can accept it. Those are the only choices that we ever have. And I think once you get to a place that you can see that, and it takes a very honest appraisal to say, is this something that I can change? And I think sometimes when you get the diagnosis or you're waiting for word for the phone call, and when something comes, if it's absolutely beyond your control and you can't change it, then you have to find the way to accept it. Um, I think I've told you before, I have a, a little mason jar in my office, and I, I've put into that jar on little pieces of paper all the hard things that I've had to learn how to accept in my life, you know, relationships that have ended, um, the death of my father, um, you know, a beloved aunt who's no longer in my life. And those are on a little piece of paper in my acceptance jar. And for me, once I did that physical act of saying, these are the things I can't change, and put them in the jar, and I can see the jar still, I know it's there, but it made it much easier for me to accept that because it's easier to dwell in that place of loss and grief and shaking your fist saying, I was supposed to go to Italy. This person was supposed to be there forever. Once I can accept it, it made it easier for me to enjoy the gifts that I had been left to move ahead. So I think there's acceptance. There's lots of ways to bring acceptance into our lives. And I think that's a word that we use a lot without realizing how powerful it can be for us. And I think you know, when you say that, I think about my own experiences with my father dying of suicide when I was in college right. and that, you know, initially it was really about surviving. Um, and I kind of wore that badge. You know, I'm a survivor of this and this is what happened to me. And isn't mm -hmm. this terrible? But you reach a point where, OK, so you're a survivor. Where are you going to start thriving? Mm -hmm. um, yes, this happened. It's part of your your family history. It's part of your own story. But where do you move from that? Right. Um, and the only way that you can move forward is by accepting, okay, this is what happened. Am I ever going to get over that? No. Am I going to always feel sad at certain points of the year um, when I think about my dad? Absolutely. 
But really, it's about learning to thrive mm -hmm. in spite of that experience. And thriving is acceptance. Right. Um, it is about moving forward. And you're taking them with you. You're not leaving them behind. Mm -hmm. And I think so many times people think, oh, I just have to leave that all behind. Um, and it's not. You don't have to do that. Mm -hmm. Not at all. Right. And acceptance, like you said, I think it's a very active word that sometimes when we get wrapped into the identity of being a survivor, it's just a, another way to put the armor off up on us to say, Absolutely. I don't want to feel that again, that hurt too much. And acceptance is a is a very open word that allows you to move forward. And like you said, that you're carrying those people with you and the right. gifts that you gained along the way. And I think right. a big part of what we I've seen at hospice and the work that you do um, is helping people to move ahead with an open heart. And acceptance allows us to do that. And that means feeling the full range of emotions that can be difficult sometimes, but acceptance is a freeing way for us to say, this is the new place that I'm in. It may not be the easiest place, but I'm going to find the gift here. I'm going to enjoy it and live it as fully as possible. Right. And I think that's also a process that we go through because you mentioned, you know, being angry um, and stomping your feet. And you know, I always think about the people that you see on YouTube that, you know, the worst customer ever because they're so angry. Mm -hmm. And I think the flip side of anger is always sadness mm -hmm. and that we're just so sad that this, uh, this has happened to us, mm -hmm. that we're very angry about it. We have to allow for that anger, but we also have to learn to let go of that anger. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it's really important that we understand how all these emotions, no matter what they are, are all part of this process that we're going through. Mm -hmm. um, you can't move in a car without the four wheels. Um, so how are you going to move forward if you think you have to leave something behind? Mm -hmm. That's never going to work. Um, and acceptance, again, comes into it. And I think we also have to keep in mind the importance of this is what works for me, not what works for somebody else. And I think we live in a society that right now gives us way too much information about this is what you should be doing. And I think what hospice really excels at is saying, here's what it is. Mm -hmm. How does that fit into what you're experiencing? It can look different for you. It could look the same. Um, but what are the similarities that you can say, oh, yeah, that's what it is. Oh, okay, that's normal. Because we don't we don't talk about this. We just want people to be quiet, um, just keep on moving, keep moving down the road. But without those tools, you've got nothing. Right. And I think it gets back to the idea that what we do at Hospice of St. Lawrence Valley is we're providing people a very open toolbox to figure out the tools that best work for them. And it comes down to the this is about living. It's about living fully and that we're all going to get to these places and we can be in this together and realize that you're not alone. And the acceptance is the open place to experience all this. And what we offer through the workshops at hospice and the resources we have are the places for you to exercise and find the courage for acceptance to move ahead in your life. And I, I just love this essay because it's just, it says it's such a, a wonderful illustration of you make all these plans and that we can stop our feet and say, this wasn't where I was supposed to be, but you finally find the beauty in it and say, you know, this is a lovely gift in its way. The conversations I'm able to have, the the people I'm able to see. And, you know, this is what we're trying to do through this podcast is help people get the tools that help them move forward. And I think that um, over the course of the next six episodes, we're going to definitely look at that um, because everyone does do this differently. And courage is something that um, I think has different 
um, shapes, colors, and sizes depending on who you are as an individual. And for some, courage is just, you know, pulling yourself up by your bootstraps and courage is getting out of bed um, and saying, okay, today is a new day Mm -hmm. and how am I going to proceed forward without them? Um, But it does take courage, but it takes courage to live every day. Right. Um, And I think people don't always look at it that way. And I think hospice really helps people to understand the value of life. Um, It comes way too fast for everybody. Um, End of life. And are you going to dwell on all the negatives? Or are you going to move forward in whatever way that looks like for you? Not what your spouse wants, not what your mom wants, not what um, your neighbor wants, but what works for you. And I agree, it takes a lot of exploration, a lot of playing with tools to see what helps and knowing that these tools, you're gonna, they're going to evolve over time and that what worked in the beginning may not work towards the middle. And what worked the last time you had a lane, a lane change doesn't work at all. And you're thinking, but that was my, my go-to. We're constantly evolving mm-hmm. as individuals. And we know, if we know that we have to keep building on tools, then that's a huge gift that we give ourselves because this is about us as individuals. It's not about us as a community. We can support people by simply saying, tell me about your loved one. Tell me about what you remember about them, but not saying, oh, you shouldn't feel this way. Or, you know, when my mom died, this is what I did. You should do that too. Right. We need to move away from that. Right. And these kind of tips and important conversations, this is all part of what we do at Hospice of St. Lawrence Valley and what we're doing here at the Traveler's Guide to Life podcast. And we hope that you'll keep evolving and building your toolkit by coming back and listening to the episodes. We want to thank the Potsdam Public Library for the use of their podcasting studio. And also a reminder to check out the website at Hospice of St. Lawrence Valley. That's hospicesLV.org to see what resources and upcoming workshops we have. We'll see you on the road. I'm Linda Potter. And this is Mary Jones.